0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show.
1: Smooth like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made off money. She's
0: blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. It's a woman Thank you for tolerance and mm-hmm. listening to me. I appreciate very much.
1: All right, I appreciate y'all being here tonight. Okay, hmm. what should we talk about now? Should we talk about the border right now because there's breaking border news? Should we talk about the possible revolution that we could be maximizing on the streets of Iran right now? Should we talk about the transgender clinic that's mutilating children in Tennessee right now? What are you? If feel? it's
2: producer's choice, I want to. I want to. I want to talk about the compost.
1: Okay, well, you know, we've kind of already talked about it, really. Um, I'm not really sure what else we can say about it. California is, has, you know, doubled down on insanity and has legalized human composting. It's an al- alternative method to burial or cremation. So, you know, maybe maybe instead of being buried in, you know, an actual casket or cremated and have your ashes spread at sea somehow, um, you can become human compost.
2: And how I hear it's different also here in California is you can actually have this compost used to actually grow things.
1: Right. Uh, As uh, Carolyn Mazie said, the co-founder and COO of Earth Funeral, (laughs) Um, it's entirely natural. So the microbes that are in our body will go to work and they'll start to break down our body at a molecular level. Of course, it's called decomposition, right? That's what embalming is supposed to do. It's kind of pre- meant to prevent that from leaching you out into the earth out of your casket, okay? Um, she goes on to say, it's those microbes and the additional natural amendment, the wood chips and the wildflowers and mulch, that they all together will essentially create compost, uh, the current company Earth Funeral began using this method of de- uh, disposing of bodies in March in Washington where human composting is legal and, quote, environmentally safe. We actually reported on human composting up in Washington state. Uh, they say it's a, a far less resource intensive than traditional burial, burial which requires concrete, steel, hardwoods to be buried underground and those lands to be maintained in perpetuity. Um, so, you know, here here's the thing. Um Orange County resident Bud says, well, let me back up here. Um, After two earlier attempts, the human composting bill brought uh, forward by uh, Christina Bell of Bell Gardens was signed into law by the governor. Um, It will become an alternative burial option starting in 2027. Um, I thought this was immediate. Uh, No, it's 2027. Um, This is under the this is under the guise of, of course, protecting the climate. But if you, I, I don't. But here's the thing, I don't want to eat any food or drink any water that involves human bodies. That's nasty, disgusting. I'm not. I consider that barbaric. Nor do I trust that other human bodies are healthy, clean, if I got to, you know, I'm going to eat food that's grown in a body from somebody that's had multiple jabs from a substance or been a heroin addict. Yeah, we don't know what that's going to do. Right. We don't know what kind of disease-ridden people. We've got We've got people with HIV, right? And, th- and this isn't meant to shame anybody. We've got people with all kinds of diseases out there because, you know, you, we all die of something, right? And it's typically some kind of disease in the end that consumes us. That's just life. That's mortality. You know, human beings get sick, right? And we're now going to spread that in, in our in our ground, in our earth. That's despicable to me. That's how that's how insane the left has gotten. And it also shows how they devalue life. The devaluation of life. Absolutely disgusting to me. Um And yeah, they do devalue life. You think about that story of the FBI. He was pulled off of investigations that involved child trafficking and sex crimes against children. So he could go and round up innocent people for political prosecution and persecution. That's what that FBI agent was saying, that whistleblower. They have no value for human life whatsoever. And if they don't value human life of children and want to stop them from being being sexually exploited, well, of course they don't. You know, I've got a video on my Facebook page today of a strip show of a drag queen with little kids lined up trying to give the trying to give this male sex worker, sex, you know, performer, not sexual acts, but like sexually adult you know, behavior. You know what I'm talking about? Um, it's sexually explicit dancing strip club stuff. Got little kids lined up. The assault on children in our country is despicable. We're a country we're a country that that is glorifying the slaughter of children and if they and if they will glorify the slaughter of children they will kill you for their politics in a second in a second this is how 100 to 200 million people have died in the course of communism because they don't value life they value power And you Democrats sitting back today, happy that the FBI is planning to round up innocent people across the country for politics because their MAGA supporters are useful idiots. And that term is meant for those who don't recognize or understand and too stupid to understand that they will be some of the first people lined up in the end and shot. And that, according to a former KGB guy. How are they exploiting and follow up to the FBI? What that is, what it is and has always been about is covering up the election fraud that took place and trying to weaponize and criminalize the questioning of an outcome of an election. And then using that as an excuse to take election integrity away from us. Nine Republicans voted with the House to pass the Presidential Election Reform Act. This was uh, done yesterday. The Democrat-controlled House passed uh, the, uh, uh, pre- quote, Presidential Election Reform Act by uh, 229 to 203 vote. Uh, Liz Cheney, Zoe Lofgren um, were the ones who introduced the legislation. Let me get to the Republicans who signed off. It was your typical um, typical ones. Cheney, Kinzinger, Peter Major, Fred Upton of Michigan, Tom Rice of South Carolina, John Katsko and Chris Jacobs of New York, Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio, Jamie Herrera, Butler of Washington. Um, and these were all the ones that were anti-Never Trumpers and pro him being impeached. Um, what What they've done with this is basically what they've done is they've made it to, to where... Um, it would require one-third of House members to sign on to an objection to certify a state's presidential electors, electors, making it a much higher threshold than the current requirement of just one House member and one House senator. So basically now, there's no recourse. Once a state, no matter how illegitimate it is, once a state puts forth electors, there's no objections. Also, the bill would narrow the grounds for filing an objection while clarifying that the role of the vice president who also serves as Senate president would be purely ceremonial within the process. The bill would also require governors to transmit the slate of electors chosen by the state's popular vote and allow campaigns to file lawsuits to ensure that that happens. Citing the Axios report.
2: Now that one section of it where you said that the vice president's role would be just a ceremonial yep. role. What does
1: that tell you? Why are they changing it to that? There's a reason. Because there was, there's grounds in the Constitution. Pence had a choice. Pence had a choice. Pence had an option. He could have sent them back to the states for review. That's not overturning an election. It's stopping a, an inauguration of a president who might not have been duly elected. And we now know he wasn't. We knew it then, but it's been proven. There's a variety of different ways an election can be stolen. They want to narrow, they want also want to narrow the definition of fraud, right? They don't want to include things like uh, the judges and courts in, in uh, w- Wisconsin and Michigan saying that the Wisconsin uh, uh, Elections Commission didn't have the right to just rewrite, change state law and suddenly decide to allow for mail-in ballot and ballot boxes. That's illegal. We know it was illegal that the the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania rewrote election law. Illegal. Illegal. We know it was illegal that Facebook Zuckerberg with his 501c3 Spending $400 million to inject himself into our elections and involve himself and control our elections at our state level. That's illegal. Absolutely 100% illegal. We know in Arizona that illegal votes were what put Joe Biden over the top. Illegal votes. People who voted out of district, dead people voting, people voting multiple times. We also know upon the um, the review and the audit of Arizona, all the irregularities like seven the pattern. Seven votes for Biden, one vote on, on mail-in ballots, one vote for Trump. Seven votes for Biden, one vote for Trump. No randomness. No randomness whatsoever. This is what this whole January 6th committee was about. It's about just like Ukrainian whistleblower. What was that about? What was that? They had to try to impeach him to stop him because he was getting close to the truth. He was about to expose the truth of what happened. What was the Russian whistle, whistleblower thing all about? It was about he was, you know, it was about covering up the crimes of Hillary Clinton. It was about getting out of front, accusing him of what she did, which was collude with Russians to try to stop the free and fair election of a president and try to overturn it. This, there's. By the way, those are your real insurrections. And every step of the way, by the way, the FBI was involved. Their role is to, as Tom DeBocaro said, their role is now to preserve the Democrats' choice for president in one way, shape, or form. And now it's about persecuting and prosecuting anybody that speaks up about what happened on January uh, uh in, for the election in 2020. Because going forward, we're not going to have any fair elections going forward. We ain't going to have any going forward. I don't know that we're going to have any in the midterms. We're going to have to make sure that we volunteer and work hard enough. And the we, turnout's got to be incredible. And the turnout's got to be incredible. It's got to be enough because one of the things Peter Navarro said was that the the traitors within the White House made the election close enough for the Democrats to steal it. Now, I don't like a shut up and show up, get out the vote strategy. I think we need to be dealing with the fraud. But there are things that we could do. That's what Carrie Lake's campaign was about. They're like, don't be mailing in your ballot weeks in advance. Don't be doing this early voting crap. You, if you're going to, you walk in, go in same day voting.
2: Especially if you're a conservative, you don't make excuses. You find a way you go to the polls.
1: That's right. And you take people with you and you work the polls. You work the polls. We got to get active. We only had 21% turnout in the primaries. Really? Really, Republicans? Sad. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. And then we are going to shift gears into some other topics, including the gender mutilation clinic in what's supposed to be Red State, Tennessee.
2: Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Now I'm craving something sweet. Before the show, I was craving cheese and crackers. Now I need me something sweet. Memo to me going forward or memo to the AK Crack staff. Keep me something sweet here somewhere in a cabinet. All right. Um, I tell you what's not sweet is this story brought to you guys by uh, Matt Walsh of uh at matt walsh blog he's actually got a video out called uh i think how do you define a woman or what is a woman which is just really fascinating he's been a pop culture guy for a while and he and his team i think he's one of the people from uh like the uh ben shapiro's and all that that group and candace uh owens that group that all moved from california to tennessee he says, uh, uh, "But uh, like Texas and like other areas in the country, red states are uh, have pockets of just extreme far left blueness that there 's really no such thing as a red state they 're purple at best, and here 's a case in point." He says, this was yesterday, my team and I have been investigating the transgender clinic at Vanderbilt here in Nashville. Vanderbilt drugs, chemically castrates, and performs double mastectomies on minors, but it gets worse. Here is what we found. Let's start at the beginning, and I encourage you all to go to at Matt Walsh blog on Twitter. Vanderbilt opened its trans clinic in 2018. I have been, by the way, I have been warning about this for years, for years, for years, I gave speech at a, a Republican, I think it was the Republican Women of San Diego County, at least four or five years ago, warning about uh, about this issue. And But I think it was at a time in which for years now, people just didn't really, I mean, are we really a country that's going to do this to our children, right? Well, yeah. Um, during a lecture of uh, the same year, 2018, Dr. Shane Taylor explained how she convinced Nashville to get into the gender transition game. She emphasized that it's a quote, big money maker, especially because the surgeries require a lot of follow ups. Now, you, now that's interesting because, Skins, haven't we been hearing for years from the left that we got to take the profits out of, out of our medicine? Right?
2: Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, that's what they tell you, but it, 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 it's just, <laughs> just like the bills. It, it's the opposite of what they say it is.
1: Right. They say, oh, we got to get the profits out of medicine. Really? Then you would have had Fauci yanked out of D.C., and the FDA, which is nothing but, you know, a big pharma money-making scheme, uh, wouldn't continue to be the big pharma money-making scheme it is. Over 70% of all FDA-approved drugs end up being, um, red. I think, red-lettered is the term, and that's where, um, after they've already been approved they come to find out that it's got major horrible side effects that can kill you if not you know do kill you and so really the fda meanwhile uh big pharma continues to rake in billions and the left is still trying to push you to get a jab um so yeah uh, the the left likes to pretend that they're not about politics and big money particularly when it comes to medicine but yeah they are He goes on to say Vanderbilt was apparently concerned that not all of its staff would be on board. A Dr. Ellen Clayton warned, quote, that conscientious objections are, quote, problematic. Anyone who decides not to be involved in transition surgeries due to, quote, religious beliefs will face consequences. So politics. And profits are really what it's all about in medicine today. It ain't about health care. It's certainly not, it's about, not
2: about these rights that they n- claim that people deserve.
1: No, it's, it's not about health, for sure. It's not about health. Don't think that because somebody is wearing a white coat in a hospital that they, that they are adhering to their Hippocratic oath, that they're putting your health, first and foremost, ahead of politics, profits, and certainly ahead of the, the liberal agenda. In case the objectors hadn't gotten the memo, Vanderbilt unveiled a program called Trans Buddies. The buddies are trans activists from the community who attend appointments with trans patients, monitoring the doctors to guard against unsafe behavior such as misgendering. So now we've got so the case in point that that uh, doctors are now being monitored to ensure that they're towing. Not the line of medicine, not to protect the health and the life of their patients, but to protect the political ideology at the expense of their patients. And in this case, the patients being children. Vanderbilt makes their trans buddies available to children, too. They make lots of, quote, services available to children, including chemical castration. Though at some point, he says, in the last month, they removed explicit admission of this fact from their site. Um, He has archived a screenshot of it. He says they must have forgotten to delete a video from Vanderbilt Psychiatry YouTube channel back in 2020 which admits explicitly that they will give and have given irreversible hormone drugs to children as young as 13. We our medical our medical system is as corrupted as our FBI, our DOJ, our CDC, our FDA, our Department of Education. We do not have a competent system institution left in this country that has they've all been completely corrupted with cultural Marxist communistic crap he says after they have drugged and sterilized the kids Vanderbilt as explained in this video presentation by plastic surgeon Julian Winnicore and physician's assistant Shailen Vanderblomen will happily perform double mastectomies on adolescent girls So let's review. He says Vanderbilt got into the gender transition game, admittedly, in large part because it's very financially profitable. Then they threatened any staff members who objected and enlisted a gang of trans activists to act as surveillance in order to force compliance. They now castrate, sterilize and mutilate minors as well as adults while apparently taking steps to hide this activity from the public view. This is what healthcare has become in modern America. Today, he tweeted, major update. I have met with Tennessee uh, Representative William Lamberth and Senator Jack Johnson. We are working on a bill to shut down Vanderbilt's child gender transition program and ban the practice in the state. Tennesseans do not want this barbarism in our state. We will put a stop to it. This needs to, uh, this needs to be put to a stop everywhere in this country. This is gender child mutilation for money. It's despicable, it's disgusting, it's child abuse of the worst possible kind. It's murder. I've told you guys before, I was that kid. I was that kid who thought a mistake had been made. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that my parents were smart enough and parental enough and assumed their responsibility enough to ignore it. They didn't shame me for it. They didn't shame me for it. They handled it in the right way. They didn't shame me for it, but they ignored it. And they didn't. They basically didn't deal with it. If I wanted to dress like a tomboy, if I wanted to wear shorts or whatever and didn't want to wear a dress, fine. But when it was time for me to dress appropriately as a girl, I did. It's Easter Sunday. They wanted me to wear a dress to church. I put that dress on. Right? I think it was Gorka's show today uh, on America First with uh, Dr. Sebastian Gorka played a, a long... Uh, audio tape today of a woman who's uh, who's telling her story how she's trying to well it's too late I mean there's there's no um re-transitioning back I don't I don't remember if her uterus had been taken but she had been given a double mastectomy she's no longer able to breastfeed her children there's no going back this is permanent and she describes at one point that her parents did the best. They didn't know what to do because the par- her, her parents had been pressured, told that given, a, you know, uh, uh, the false choice of it's either this or your child's going to commit suicide. Would you rather, you know, your daughter, you know, kill herself or have a son? And that's a false choice. And my message to parents out there is don't believe that crap. Do your job as a parent. Stand up for your kid. Be an advocate for your child. Children are not mentally mature enough to make any decision for themselves and you're going to let them do this because some doctor...
2: It's your doc- job to stand up. It's
1: your job to stand up for your children. There's n- and, and nobody feels good. I don't know anybody who really feels good about themselves at 12 or 13. It's an awkward time in our lives. For everybody. For everybody. And the solution is not this kind of crap. Parents need to be parents and stand up for their kids. And you need to tell your children, I'm, uh, yes, you you may feel very uncomfortable at this point. That's what gr- growing pain, that's the term growing pains. That's what it means, right? We had a TV show called Growing Pains. Growing up is painful at times. It's part, and, and, and it's meant to be. It was designed to be that way. Because it helps prepare you for adulthood, this is and, and the this is so much a part of one of the reasons one aspect of the cultural marxist movement here is this phony utopia that you're never supposed to have a bad day. You're never supposed to be sad. You're never supposed to feel bad in your body. You're never spo- you're supposed to feel 100% good all the time. No, that's not true. People are people are told that and they believe that in part because we've taken god away from us. We're not you know the the whole point of having faith is 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 having to put trust in something beyond yourself. Having something help you, in, in, you know, in tough times, trusting in the Lord, not yourself, understanding that you know we're we're in this world, we're not of this world. Tough times happen to everybody, and have faith and trust in the Lord to get get you through. Not oh, I'm I'm going through a tough time at twelve. Let let me you know you know completely permanently change the body. No, it's crazy. All right, we're gonna take a break. <clears throat> Starting to feel coffee. In, like, I'm gonna cough. (coughs) Stay tuned. We got more Andrea K show coming up 888 344
0: 1170.
2: AK dynamite and address, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back. To tonight's Andrea K show, so I'm reading up here that uh, the GOP congressional committee has pulled ads for an Ohio candidate uh, who's quote an election denier. Right? Yeah. Um, Sounds like
2: we really want to win.
1: Yeah. No, they don't. No, they want they want business as usual. I think the Republican Party, the establishment, anyway, the leadership of it that's who that's the the head of the snake we need to cut off. Um, Because they want to continue business as usual. And uh, that's why I was glad to have Peter Navarro on the show last night. Um, uh, In a minute, I'm going to talk about the border and I'm going to play a clip of Jared Kushner. And uh, you're going to see exactly why Uh, he's just a perfect example of the establishment. And uh, why, uh, you know, we, we've got to be getting rid of them. They just want to continue the uniparty system where uh, they, the particularly the Republican Party, they're just comfortable in the minority. Then they can run around and campaign, look against the Democrats, just give us power. And then and then they'll do what? Nothing. Right. But I do want to I, I don't want to not talk about what's going on in Iran, because this is a story that we should be talking about if we care about freedom in this country. You know, right now we're spending, we have spent how many billions and billions and billions of dollars on Ukraine, right? Only 30% of which is actually gone anywhere related to the military. We don't even know where the rest of it's gone all day long. There's a reason why I have not talked about Putin. I have not talked about Russia and have not talked about this Ukraine war because it's it's hyped and it's hoaxed. I, I hate that anybody's suffering around the world, but it's not this, uh, we didn't, this, uh War didn't have to happen. It was encouraged, enabled, and, and funded by the Biden administration. And if they really cared about democracy, if they really cared about freedom, when Joe Biden was vice president, when Barack Obama was president, they would have done something to help the freedom fighters in the streets of Iran, and they didn't. In fact, they've partnered with Iran, funded Iran, and funded and funding Iran's nuclear ambitions. Meanwhile, here's what's going on in Iran. Protest, Iran has, uh, has cut off uh, the Internet's being cut off there because they're trying to stop the world from seeing what's happening. But nine people have died in protests. The protests have continued in the streets for the better part of the week because what happened was a young woman named Masa Amini was murdered by the, quote, morality police because she wasn't properly covered. And I'm sure you guys know because you've listened to the Andrea K show uh, that and, and other shows. Very few talk about it, though, because most and nobody, almost nobody talks about is, is Islamic terror anymore. Uh, so these morality police, they roam around and to uh, see if any woman's got a hair coming out from under her hijab. And if so, then they get to come up and, you know, beat on the woman. In this case, they murdered this young woman. And there's many young people, just like going back in the Obama administration, there were many young people, the majority of the young people in Iran They have the Internet. They see what's going on in the rest of the world, and they want freedom over there. And the Obama administration had an opportunity to help them in the streets, get rid of that regime over there, help them with that revolution, and they didn't. We've now got another, what could be, revolution brewing. We've got women over there cutting their hair, burning their hijab. Nine people have died in protest. I actually saw a video today before the Internet was cut to where this man just goes up and proceeds to just hit this woman on the street and walk away like no big deal because that's what that... Cult, that that's what that um, regime after the Shah, after and it was the Democrats, by the way, it was Jimmy Carter who let the Shah fall in the first place, which gave rise to the radical Islamic regime that's been in charge ever since, which actually propelled us into the Islamic war on terror. But anyway, um, you know, and and this guy that proceeded to just go up and smack a woman and walk away because that's just the culture as a part of the fanatical uh, regime that took over. He got chased down by some men and had the snot beat out of him. And I'm looking at this and going, okay, uh, and as this has been going on, the Biden administration brought this dude here to the UN, this President Raisi. I talked about uh, Leslie Stahl did an interview with him, and she practically, you know, licked his boots. It was disgusting. She let him sit there and deny the Holocaust. Oh, yeah, that needs to be investigated. Uh, What do you think about, you know, Israel? Do they have the right to the exist? Like she's asking, hey, what do you think about that that cake recipe? You really think that you should, you should use chocolate in that? That's how casual she was with him. Christiane Amanpour is getting a lot of news tonight because she, you know, uh, the same president, Raisi, I think, uh, refused to go forward with an interview with her because she wouldn't cover. Like she's some freedom fighter for women, right? Come on, Amanpour. <laughs> We know better. But, you know, I guess I should hat tip for her for finally standing up. But no, no word whatsoever from the Biden administration about this. Of course not. For all the reasons we've talked about, including the fact that the Democrats are partnering with the Islamists. And and you know that and, and were we not were we not uh, assaulted were people not physically assaulted if they didn't have the mask on what's the difference between somebody being assaulted for a MAGA hat or somebody being assaulted a woman being assaulted because she had a hair come out from under her job what's the difference skins you see any difference
2: doesn't look like there's much difference to me
1: the mask that's what those force coverings were about and if you didn't have it on. You were terrorized. Americans acted as like the morality police. In fact, they admitted, many times Americans admitted... Well, it goes back that,
2: to what you were talking about with the mask, kind of like it, it's being a symbol of the same thing. Right.
1: And just recently, somebody, I don't remember who it was, I don't remember if it was an elected official, but somebody considered you know a big in media was like, we need to continue with these masks because it's an important message to each other that we care. Forced coverings of people for symbols is what the Taliban is about. It's what this... It, you know, terroristic, literally, Iranian regime is all about. Why in the world would Christiane Amanpour want to sit down with this dude anyway? Why? Got no, I've got no reason. I have no interest in interviewing any Iranian president. Why? Unless and, Les- and Le- Leslie Stahl didn't challenge him at all. I want to speak to a little bit of speaking of terror. Um, I got a message from somebody tonight about Trump and this uh, special master, Deary. And uh, let me I, let me just tell you guys, I'm proven being correct here about this special master. I said um, that before it became official that it was this Judge Deary, I said that this was a mistake. That if anybody thought, and, and Grant Stinchfield uh, who's in the morning show, I think, for us up in L.A., formerly host of Newsmax, um, you know, posted. He and I went back and forth on Instagram the other day because he's like, this Judge Deary, what a brilliant move on Trump's part, brilliant move, picking the guy who signed off on the Carter Page FISA warrant. He's so angry at the FBI. And I thought, wow. I said, no, no. I said going back before, at the, when this name was floated, before he was even approved as special master that this was a mistake. And I said, then, did I not skins? I said, if they're thinking that this is some kind of smart move, that this guy is going to be on their side because he would have been because he's recognizing that he was taken advantage of by the FBI. That's a mistake because this guy never came out afterwards and said that his court had been abused by a weaponized FBI. And I said, this was a mistake. This is all about. Did I not say this at the jump? You did. And sure enough, he is now pushing back, not against the FBI. Not against the DOJ, but against Trump. Against Trump. Demanding Trump justify and prove why he said that there was any possibility that the FBI planted evidence. Here we go again. Yep. Here's what I said to Stenchfield I said, I don't gamble in Vegas. Because the house always wins. And I wouldn't put my money and gamble on somebody who participated in the house, in this case, the deep state, and participate in the house's game against me. But there's those that want to say that anytime anything's done, oh, this is some 3D or 4D chess going on here. No. No. This is why I had Peter Navarro on last night. That's why it's important that we hear from people that are willing to do an autopsy, willing to look back and say this is a mistake and this can't be repeated. Why do we continue to have this kind of repeated mistake? This was an unforced error in, in suggesting somebody who had participated in the weaponization against him. It so, makes me so, so angry. So why do
2: you think he even
1: suggested him? Because I think he's listening to bad advice and continuing to listen to bad yeah. advice. That's what I think. Is he listening to Jared Kushner still? Is that who's whispering in his ear? We're gonna take a break. We come back. I'm gonna play a clip from you from Kushner that has to do with the border. And update you guys, and particularly you in San Diego, as to some breaking news on the border.
2: Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. show. Um, he, this is the perfect example, this clip we're about to play for you. Perfect example of a Republican party, the, those from the establishment that got to, that, that not only don't know how to fight, but when somebody at least in your party and on your side is fighting for you, can you not at least, you know, if you're not going to join the fight, and you're not going to do anything to fight. Can you at least step back and shut the hail he- he- up when somebody else is fighting for you? Instead, they got to, uh, uh, you know, I'm getting tired because I'm feeling sick uh, and, and I'm having to watch my mouth here. I'm losing my filter because this is the perfect example of a Republican Party establishment hack peeing on the leg of someone who's actually doing the lifting for the entire party on his own and worse. This is somebody from within the Trump White House and an example of why we didn't get as much of the agenda done as we needed to get done and why the deep state grew and became more tyrannical. I want you to listen to Jared Kushner. Uh, Skins, please play clip one. I'm going to have to. I, there's only so much I'm going to be able to take of this numbskull. But listen to this.
0: To make a point. Yet 50. Uh, Die in Texas in a trailer because they were being neglected. Was there a freak out about that? No, there wasn't. You've had criminal aliens get across that southern border and victimize Americans, killing some, raping some. Was there any type of outrage about that? No, it's only when 50 get put into Martha's Vineyard, which wasn't saying they didn't want this. They said they wanted this. They said they were a sanctuary jurisdiction, but that was all virtue signaling. And not only did not I not welcome them, they deported them the next day with the National Guard. Give me a break.
1: Give me a break indeed, Jared. So 2 million across the border, 78 on the terrorist. Where is the outrage? But 48 in Martha's Vineyard, and all of a sudden Democrats seem to wake up.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I, I personally watch what's happening and it's very hard to see at the southern border. I, I also we have to remember these are human beings. They're people. So seeing them being used as political pawns one way or the other is, is very uh, troubling to me. But I
1: Really? Seeing them used as political pawns is very troubling to me. That's that's his response to what DeSantis just said there, which is absolutely accurate. And she set it up for him to knock, knock it out of the park, Emily Campagno. She's an attorney. Smartest person left at Fox News, by the way. Two million across the border, she says. 78 on the terrorist watch list. Where, where is the outrage? But 48 Martha's Vineyard and all of a sudden, Democrats seem to wake up. Well, 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 I don't really like to see people as political pawns. This is the dude who was practically running the country in the White House, by the way. And as I said last night I, to Peter Navarro, I get that he didn't know who he could trust. But policy... Personnel is policy. And this is an example of what we, this is an example of the cancer in the Republican Party that needs to be routed out. This is what needs to be scraped off the bottom of our shoe. It makes me incredibly, intensely angry. He should have been, he should have had political pawns. That's what he's accusing DeSantis of. First of all, these are human beings. These are human beings that broke into our country. Quite frankly, they're, they're blessed to be here, and I don't care where they got shipped. They should be dang glad they're in this country. I don't give a crap where they want to go when they get here. Quite frankly, I think they should be put on work uh, on work detail immediately. You're able-bodied, you're in this country living off the taxpayers, put them on a chain gang somewhere where they can be watched and have them work for their supper. They're outraged that they somebody's political pawns when they're sent to one of the wealthiest communities in this country, but we got to have a laugh, right, Skins? Because the, <laughs> this from the Martha's Vineyard Gazette. Migrant relief action was island-wide effort. I mean, they're literally, they've literally written, this is a six-page article detailing how miraculous it was what they did in their, quote, migrant relief action. They had to help these people. What what a disastrous situation they were in. (laughs) Wow. Um, Our response was humanitarian to a crisis that was politically created. Response. They raised it, it, it. This is so laughable. Um, I was part of the effort, but it was a collaboration. It was not a single agency or, per, or, or person, it was a lot of volunteers. Listen to how brilliant this is. As the left talks about here in Martha's Vineyard, these racist hypocritical liars who have a sign up in Martha's Vineyard bragging that they're a sanctuary city. How can you cl- declare yourself a sanctuary city if you're not going to provide any sanctuary to the people that are in this country illegally? And instead of Jared Kushner having words for them and their hypocrisy and the way that they, c- they quickly gathered together in a community effort raising $300,000 to do so, by the way, none of which went to the illegals, to cough them up like a cat coughing up a furball. To deport them using the National Guard. And they're bragging about it like this was some kind of humanitarian relief. Kind of like the U.S. military after the Phuket tsunami, right? Pulling, pulling people out of trees.
2: It's only a problem when it affects them.
1: They couldn't wait to get rid of these brown people quick enough, in part because these were all Venezuelans, right? And if the left is going to going to bring in some brown people for their politics and a few, future voting base, it can't be somebody that's anti-socialist. These people, by the way, at least 30 of the 48, by the way, are now have legal representation to sue the United States of America as though they were wronged. Why would they sue the U.S., by the way, instead of suing the citizens of Martha's Vineyard, who have who have bragged in this news article about the coordinated effort to quickly get rid of them? One time, my sister and brother, my parents were out. And my sister and brother clogged the kitchen sink with a bunch of spaghetti that just end up like a mass of like gum right in the disposal. And they went to the store and they got this plunger for kitchens and they use this plunger and somehow the spaghetti ended up being shot out <laughs> from the plumbing. It ended up on the roof of the house. That's what these citizens of Martha's Vineyard did. They expunged it. It's like they got a super big, huge $300,000 plunger and, and shot these people out of Martha's Vineyard and they're bragging about it. And Who does Jared Kushner criticize DeSantis and calling them political pawns? We need way more Desantis's in this way and no more Jared Kushner's. I don't want to hear anything more about these Javankas. And if Trump is, I don't know who this is calling me. And if Trump is going to run in 2024, and this is what I've said for a while, he needs to be talking in his rallies about, Hey, I've learned from my mistakes. He doesn't have to get into specifics. But he needs to reassure me. Why is it going to be different? What's going to be different? Because if he's going to surround himself with more of more Jared Kushners, then, you know, nothing's going to change. change. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. And we got to be thinking about 2024 because let me tell you, the Democrats are. They're not public with it right now, but they're working on who they want in 2024. And it ain't going to be Joe Biden. I still think it's going to be Michelle. And that's one of the reasons why. And that's one of the reasons why. They coughed up these these illegals and got them off of Martha, Martha's Vineyard. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow. Friday, fun day. Appreciate you being here. Take good care.